Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Hey guys, this is Lawrence, and welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through the ketogenic diet, and every single week, I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge, but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together in hopes to assist you on your own journey. Stick around, guys. Our guest today is an international intermittent fasting expert, wellness coach, author, human movement specialist, and the host of the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. 15 plus years of experience within the health and wellness space and has been leading the way in the intermittent fasting community. He is the author of the Simple Intermittent Fasting Journal, and the creator of the Intermittent Fasting Certification Course. I'm so excited for this. I'm here with Brian Grin. Brian, man, welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you so much. That was the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. So <laughs> uh, I want I want to applaud you on uh, what you've already accomplished and always uh, of serve uh, to others. Um, I was just looking through your story, man, um, from what just started as a personal journey for you and now just helping and sharing what you've learned. Glad you're, you're, uh, you're here to really talk to my listeners, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Love, love your podcast. Love the name of it. I think it's cool. And, uh, yeah, Thank I love you. your, you have a keto box too, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Basic keto box. Yeah. And, and we're, we're here, uh, in Canada serving, you know, across Canada, but, uh, Thank you so much for that. But, you know, uh, I want to start with with this. I've been fasting uh, for almost four to five years now, and I don't think I really understood it until I truly became fat adapted last year. Uh, It's it's just something that always worked for my schedule, not really understanding how it works. You know, I think I I, I could be, you know, speaking speaking uh, in behalf of some people that are uh, going into it for weight loss too, and and I'm excited that you're here to educate our listeners, and so we can clearly define what it is, what it's for, and the benefits that we could possibly obtain. Uh, you know, starting an intermittent fasting journey. Hopefully, we can all capture that today. But before that, I'd like for my listeners to get a sense of your journey, Brian, uh, with fasting and how it all came about. I find on this podcast talking to people about. You know their journeys. There's always a reason why we why things can resonate to us, right? Uh, why we choose the path that we choose. You know this path isn't really something that you choose growing up. Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, maybe it is, right? But I'm curious, what were the events that took place in your life that has led you to this path, Brian? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's been a few of things that have come into my life that have got me got uh, taken me down this road. Um, 
I mean, I've been in health and wellness, like you mentioned, over 15 years, and I was training individuals, you know, helping people build muscle. And I started to realize that there was, I was sort of missing a piece of the puzzle. And that was nutrition and um, fasting. Now, I I didn't know much about fasting, probably like yourself years ago. um, But a client of mine, actually, who had some issues, she was pre-diabetic, she actually started looking into fasting, you know, Dr. Jason Fung, obviously he's probably like the original, uh, doctor that got into fasting and, uh, wrote obesity code. And she started get doing some extended fasts and was getting unbelievable results. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was sort of watching on the sideline, just seeing, seeing this thinking to myself, well, if it's working for her, how many people it can really work for. And first and foremost, I wanted to try it on myself. Um, cause the only fasting I did was just through, you know, some religious, you know, I'm Jewish. So we, we fast like one day a year. Um, but other that was it. That was my experience with fasting. So I started doing it myself and, uh, sort of easing my way into it. And then realized that this is something that I could really, you know, sort of run with and help others as well. And basically, you know, it became a, a subject that you did, and and then um, now it's become this uh, thing that you do now. That uh, helping people, uh, obviously, you know, start their own intermittent fasting journey, educating others, and and you know, in the keto in the keto space, you know, we we also see it as we also pair it with keto and IF. It's always been that way, and not really many people really dig into what it is actually and, and how it works actually. It's just always been seen as something that you could pair with, you know, a diet or an exercise that you could do. So you could, you know, maybe lessen calories in the day, you know, maybe get rid of, uh, you know, skip breakfast, you know. But for the folks listening here, I want to clearly define intermittent fasting, what it is so we can just clear, clear, clear the the air here because there's always been a negative, you know, uh, something about fasting, but if you, if we can uh, define it, uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. I mean, intermittent fasting, simply, uh, um, abstaining from food on purpose, pretty much, <laughs> you know, purposely abstaining from food for a certain period of time. Um, and like you said, I think there could be maybe a negative connotation or even just some fear around it. People think of, I think when they, sometimes they, when they first hear fasting, they think, oh, you're starving yourself. And as you start to learn about it and do it yourself, and the more research that you do, you realize it's far from starvation. Um, and your body has plenty of fuel to run on its, on its own, own. So yeah, that's a simplistic version of fasting. You know, I feel like you're either in a fed state or a fasted state. And I, you know, like you said, I think a lot of people are doing fasting. They just don't even realize they're doing it. Um, you know, they get busy at work and they skip a meal and, you know, they, they, by the time they know it at dinner and they're like, Oh, I, you know, <laughs> not, not everyone, but I'm sure that happens to people. And they, you know, they just obviously fasted throughout the day. So we all do it obviously overnight. And, um, so there, I guess there's many ways to do it, but that's the sort of the easy version of explaining it. So obviously we're here to, to educate listeners on how to start it the right way you know fasting has really came a long way right it's it's become mainstream now but mainly because of the weight loss communities all this and that but there are still negative things like we said about it and depending who you talk to that's the key stay with me here brian so i i 
I think I'm with you. I think <laughs> I think I'm with you. I think young people are more open-minded when it comes to these lifestyles. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is just based on my own observation. I mean this in the most respectful way. It's it's the much older generation, I believe, who can still be averse to this, right? To no to no one's fault. To their, uh, you know, we all know beliefs are formed in early life. Some people believe that breakfast, you know, or eating three times a day is the most important thing um, to keep healthy. So, first of all, before we even get to how to start this, I want to address the, you know, elephant in the room. Maybe just say, how do we even help people get over the idea? This is a belief of, you know, obviously. You help middle-aged men go through this. And I want to know if you've done some work on research and on reaching uh, these people. What is the right approach to convincing people otherwise? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point as far as, you know, maybe younger people take this on and are more open to it just because you're hearing more and more of it. And like back in the day, the thing about it is, <clears throat> let's just say in the 60s and 70s, uh, People had three meals a day and that was it. I think even Jason Fung talks about in his book that there was a lot less obesity uh, back in the day because we didn't, you know, we weren't being marketed and advertised, you know, every five minutes. And there's not a star. There wasn't necessarily a Starbucks or, you know, whatever McDonald's on every corner like there is now. And so I think that people are and we're under the assumption for a while that you needed to eat every few hours to sort of feed the brain and have energy. So, yeah, I mean, there's misconceptions around that. And I would say that I work with a lot of middle-aged, um, little middle-aged men and women, you know, 40 years and up, and they're open to the idea of fasting. But I agree. I think once you get maybe a little bit older, let's just say 60s, 70s, um, they, they might have somewhat of a negative connotation around it. Um, but you know, I, I think, I, so I guess, yes, to, to answer your question, I think it depends. Um, but if someone is sort of adverse to doing it, uh, I think first and foremost, let's just start with having three square meals as opposed to maybe having five, six, seven small meals throughout the day. Mm. That that's, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, you know, we are more open the, the much older generation are, are the ones that really, um, picked up to, you know, obviously eat three meals a day or, or, or breakfast has always been the most important meal of the day. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, okay, so let's say we've convinced people otherwise that, okay, this is the, the right way to do. Now, now the next step is to uh, overcome right the the first week maybe just you know, overcome the hunger you talk eloquently about overcoming hunger so we're going to learn today guys how to approach this properly myself included because i really don't know like the science of this or why it works um how should people approach this majority of us come on fasting to lose weight not other uh not other uh just the fun stuff the benefits. other benefits yeah. like so so i fear that if i if we don't see an immediate result on the scale, especially if you don't have much faith getting into it, we are quickly to judge that it's not working, right? And this is for, for everything that we do. So I think changing our mindset about hunger is also the key to this. And let me say this first. People who doesn't stick to things long enough to see results, I think will always be at a disadvantage anyways. But I think if you look at just losing weight, 
it's going to be very hard to overcome hunger, right? Because it, 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 if you don't see uh, weight loss the next day and you've, your, your mindset is not on the right place, you're, you're always hungry, what are the thoughts on that? Walk us through adding this on your routine, tips on overcoming hunger and tools that we can use to forget about eating for a second. Yeah, that's a good question. It really comes down to that, right? Because, um, you know, I think what happens a lot of times is we get so tied into eating at certain times and our body gets used to that. And hunger is just a natural, you know, it's a natural thing that happens with everybody. Um, and I, I think that a lot of people don't understand really what true hunger is because their bodies are just so tied into eating at certain times. So I think for one thing, uh, and it's sort of a mental hurdle when it hurdle when it comes to fasting is just wrapping your arms around embracing a little bit of hunger every so often. Like I remember back in back in the day before I fasted, I, I you know you, any inkling of hunger, like oh I got to reach for something, and you know this might be an issue for a lot of people today, but because obviously there's so many snacks out there. I mean you being in the keto space. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous and they're not, and probably 80% of them aren't really healthy Mm -hmm. and good for you. Um, So I think first and foremost, you just have to embrace hunger, understand that hunger comes in waves and there are tools and tips that you can do to overcome them. Um, You know, it could be simply, a lot of times people think they're hungry, but they're actually maybe a little bit dehydrated. So even some water, maybe with some sea salt can, can help overcome that. Some of the other things I like to use for people are, um, you know, even just some black coffee um, from time to time. I know that's in some people's eyes, maybe that is somewhat breaking a fast, but, you know, there's negligible amounts of calories in in just black coffee. So that could be um, an appetite suppressant. Apple cider vinegar is another one. That's a good one. And I think the biggest one is uh, staying busy. Um, we all notice, like I mentioned to you earlier, if you, if you have those days when you're busy mm. and you got a lot of stuff going on, those are the easiest days to start fasting. Um, so I recommend that as well. And then also like on your end, talking about avoiding hunger as much as, you know, cleaning up your eating, right? Like I, um, talked to Ben Azadi. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Ben yeah. Azadi, he's big mm-hmm. in the keto space. Yeah. <laughs> and I, one of the questions was, should you, and it's always, I think a, a common question I think is, do you start with eating keto or do you start with fasting and you could probably start either way ben thought that you should start with getting like you mentioned fat adapted um it does help if you clean up your eating and then start getting into fasting i mean if you're eating a bunch of junk and then you try fasting you're probably going to crash um because you're just your insulin is going to be on a roller coaster and you're just going to induce more hunger and it'll probably just be this endless cycle so um so yeah there's tips around getting around hunger and whether that's eating better or just, you know, having some sparkling water. I love using sparkling water as, as something throughout the day as well. Yeah, no. Do you work with um, emotional eating at all, like uh, that side of it? Yeah, it, you know, the, the more I'm in this game, because I do one-on-one coaching, um, it, it, it is t- a lot of it, it is tied back to emotional eating. I think that that's probably the case for everybody. Do I specifically, I would say, mm-hmm. no, that's not like my specialty, but the more I work with people, it is become more of just a mental thing. Yeah, and it, it, it's something that uh, somebody talked talked about it. He, she said that you know it's something that we picked up when we were kids because 
when we're when we're crying, when we're you know kicking and crying, what what do they give us? What do our parents give us? They give us a treat, a candy, mm-hmm. to to soothe us. Now we we carried it to adulthood, and now when we're depressed, sad, lonely, um, you know, we go for food for happiness. We 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 associate we associate happiness with you know eating. And so I think that that's a huge part of it. You know, we're, uh, you know, talking to people in the keto space, the carnivore space, that's really been like the biggest thing to to overcome is just emotional eating. And so um, I was just curious. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, overeating. Um, obviously, you <laughs> know, this could be counterproductive, right? Obviously, when you're super hungry um, in the beginning, day one, right? Um, day two, day three, you've been thinking of food for hours, right? This is the first day. Let's, let's just say it's the first day of me, um, trying intermittent fasting. And obviously I'm not used to this. My body's not used to this. I'm thinking of food, right? Finally, it hits 12 PM. How do (laughs) I contain myself and not overeat, man? Cause it happens. (laughs) Well, if you're just starting out with fasting, I think you, you want to take baby steps. You want to sort of build that fasting muscle. And I think one of those ways is easing yourself into it. Let's just say you're used to eating at eight, at noon, and at, at four or five, um, which is not so bad, actually. That's not a horrible schedule. And a lot of people, if you can eliminate snacking right off the bat, I think that's a first good step to do. Once you eliminate snacking, then from there, if you're like, you know what, I want to compress my eating window even more, what you could do is just take that breakfast that you normally eat at eight and just push it back an hour. And so then you go to nine and you do that for a little bit and you're like, oh, that's not too bad. And then you push it to 10 and then you, you sort of ease your way into it. I think that's the best way to start because then instead of just going now, some people just want to go cold turkey and they're like, oh, I'm going till noon. Okay, great. And they're fine with that. But I would say majority of people like to get eased into it. And this way, they don't feel like they're going to be like ravenous and hung- so hungry that, you know, they can't contain themselves. And so I think easing yourself into it helps with that and um, and just sort of taking one step at a time. I'm curious, what, what, are, what are the other uh, common hurdles for people getting into it uh, that are most common? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, like you mentioned, hunger is a big one. Um, I think also too, another thing, uh, is surrounding yourself with people who will support you in this mm-hmm. endeavor. Um, you know, let's just say you wanted to start and your mom was like, Oh my God, you know, you're going to starve yourself, you know, and, and sort of has this negative connotation. I think you want to surround yourself with others that are maybe doing it. I think that helps. Cause if you, if you're around someone with a significant other, or a mom or a dad, and they're always just harping on you not to do it. That doesn't make it any easier, you know? So you want to surround yourself with people that are going to support you. And so I, I think those are two of the biggest ones, you know, and then, and then just, you know, I think like you mentioned, people fear hunger and people fear fasting. And I think if you ease them into it, I think that will overcome a lot of obstacles. Mm, and also, you know, it helps if you're, if you're uh your idol talks about intermittent fasting and say the rock is doing intermittent fasting, you know, some, somebody that you trust, somebody (laughs) that you trust, bad bad example. (laughs) 
the, the rock. <laughs> hey, he might be. Some, I'm sure he's someone's yeah, idol. I know, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I think you know somebody you trust. Uh, um, you, you mentioned that um, you know somebody close to having you, a I coach. Would, yeah, you know, having having a coach, someone to to sort of be there to support you because you know you're gonna. And the thing about it is with fasting is, you know, if if it's if you're having a tough day or you're not feeling right, you know, you don't have to like push it, right? Like. <clears throat> fasting is flexible. It's not like this stringent thing. Oh, you have to go from mm. this time to this time where you don't do it. You know, there's days when I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to add an extra meal in today, or I, my body's just feeling like I need a little bit more. And there's other days where, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go for one, <clears throat> excuse me, for one meal, or maybe just skip, skip the day in itself and, and just do an overnight fast. Um, so I think yeah, first and foremost, Second to first, listen to rock. No, uh, but second, listen to your body. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Like, yeah, you, right. you really have to be sensitive to the food that you're eating. Right. Uh, obviously, my. Uh, well, that helps. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when I would, you know, go off track, I, I would feel it right away. Like, you know, I would feel really uncomfortable within my. In, in my skin and that's and not just you know looking in the mirror it's just like i i you know it, it there's it, it's something different when 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 that happens and um man let, let's talk about like uh because the majority of people again like they, they see this as a weight loss tool right maybe we should we have to shift our mindset into other benefits right because if you if you're just really just focused on losing weight and you're not seeing results, maybe that's not the way to go. Maybe you, we have to shift it into other benefits that are available to you know when you're practicing when you're practicing intermittent fasting. So if Brian, so I want to talk, I want you to talk about like the other benefits of intermittent fasting and uh, what are the core benefits of intermittent fasting that we should focus on more. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I agree. I think you don't want to get too caught up in, you know, the whole weight loss game. And I think if you take your focus off that and just focus on like the process of, of just doing a good clean fast, but yeah, some of the other benefits, I mean, mental clarity is a big one. Mm. Um, and this might be something that takes a little bit of time to, to get used to because in the beginning people probably think, Oh, I'm just going to be exhausted, but it's it really becomes the other way around. I've, because the problem is, it's not a problem, but your body uses so much energy to digest food. And I don't think you realize this and, unless you get to abstain yourself from food for a little while and get used to that. Because now, even for me, I really try to put my meals on uh, around times when I don't have a lot to do, you know, when I'm like done with all like my mental activities or um, uh, I actually like working out fasted. Um, and so... Uh, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But in general, increasing energy is a big one. Mm. I mean, there's studies showing that an increase in growth hormone, um, helping with uh, also inflammation is another one. There's more and more studies coming out around inflammation around the body, helping with that. Um, and a big one, which was, um, which is talked about quite a bit is autophagy, mm. um, which is like a cell cleanse. So really, I mean, when you abstain from food and, and you let your body heal on its own, it will. You just got to give it time and cell cleansing is one of those. Um, so those are some of the other ones. And, you know, obviously fat burning is a big one, but again, I think it takes time to get to that point. Um, and yeah, so 
I think first and foremost, you got to figure out the, your reason why you want to fast. You know, like you mentioned, most people, I think, do it to, for fat loss, but they, they get into it long enough and they realize, God, I, like for me, I don't really do it for that per se now. It's more just for mental acuity throughout the day. But Brian, how can you possibly work out past it? <laughs> no, some people would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good question. I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's something like like we talked about before. I think it's something you got to just ease your way in. Get You get used to it after a while. I enjoy it. I've tried it now that I've been fasting for probably like mm. eight years. I've tried both ways. And not to say that I couldn't have a good lift if I have a little something to eat and then lift mm. a couple hours later. I just find that my energy levels, I might have a little bit of a pre, pre-workout with maybe a little bit of caffeine and then I'm good to go. Um, but yeah, it just takes time to get to, to get, mm. you know, adapted to that. But once you do, you know, and, and it's also, and Ben and, and I talked about this a little bit is, um, you know, it's easier to get into fat burning mode if, if you do, if you work out in a fasted state as well. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, when I, when I started intermittent fasting, I really, uh, think about it as a, as a weight loss tool in the beginning. And so, and it always works for me because, you know, in the morning I, I would be so busy and, and it's just, you know, and not realizing I'm more productive in in the morning because I'm intermittent fasting, right? Um, I did not link it to intermittent fasting back then, but just in hindsight, looking back, it it was the one thing that I changed in my life. That was, that's why I've Mm. always been so productive in the morning. And so, um, do you, right. mm, And it saves time, saves time, saves money. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you eliminate a meal over time, that's good. That's some compounding, you know, interest over time for sure. So, Brian, I want to know when when you are starting this journey, when you are um, finding out ways to um, to be more productive, you know, obviously you're a personal trainer and then you've got into nutrition uh, started dabbling into that and you found intermittent fasting. Um, I want to know, like, when did you realize that you want to focus on this subject and what made you uh, go into the subject more and, and why intermittent fasting? Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto-friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think because when, when I was working with individuals, there was just a missing piece to the puzzle that wasn't that they weren't getting the results they wanted. 
I'm a big proponent of resistance training. I mean, building muscle obviously increases um, insulin sensitivity and it's, you know, it's, it's probably one of the biggest links to longevity is having muscle mass. Um, but a lot of times what I noticed, especially cause you know, I'm 41, probably a lot older than you, uh, <laughs> the, it, my clients, as they got older, it was tougher and tougher to get the results that they wanted. So it's definitely just, it's a huge component. I mean, it's probably 75%, um, you know, whether what you're eating and when you're eating that component is so huge. Um, and it just, it was being in the health game for so long. It's, it's hard not to get into that part because if you really want to get great results for clients and if you just focus on, um, building muscle, that's great, but there's obviously another missing piece. And that's when I, what really spurred me to, you know, get into fasting and, you know, with the journal and the blueprint and all that. So tell us about, tell us about that journey, uh, writing that journal. What was the goal for that journal and, 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 and what's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The goal for the journal was really just a, uh, a, I wanted to take my experience and, and some of the, my experience with my clients. I mean, it was done in what, 2017. Mm. Now it's mm. crazy. Here it is. Uh, but you know, now there's like 80,000 apps, but I'm old school. I like to write things down. I don't know about you, but, um, so the journal is just an accountability tool. That's really all it is. I mean, and it sort of takes you through the day and helps you ease into it. Um, also gives you other tips as well, as far as, you know, for fasting and for eating and for, you know, what not to eat and things like that. So also answers questions. So yeah, it, it's just sort of a, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to help guide people and over a 21 day process. So, um, yeah, it's just an accountability tool. I think that's probably the, another thing that's missing for a lot of people, because most people know that what I, I would say, most people know that eating an apple is probably better than eating a piece of white bread, right? But, or a Reese's pieces, but you know, if they're not held accountable, then they're just not going to, yeah. you know, they're not going to do the right thing. So it's an accountability tool. That's Plus if you don't know, is. you don't know, like what you know is what you picked up yeah. from wherever, whenever, right? Cause everything that we know right now is just something that we've heard somewhere. <laughs> so so something like this, yeah, yeah something like this true. will probably, you know, um, steer you in the right direction. Obviously, if you're, if you're, uh, if you, if you are already in, in the intermittent fasting journey, then, you know, obviously you want to be able to be guided. And if you're, are you doing it right? Are you doing it wrong? Like some of the things that you may be, you know, uh, you could tweak to make it a little bit better, right? So um man love it um and you also talk about stressors um mm. I, I forgot the name hormetic stressors right hormetic right hormetic stressors, stressors. <laughs> and I, i've been doing cold showers for about four four to five oh. years now but but i probably only missed 10 times because i'm on vacation and i can't get cold water don't don't have access to ultra cold <laughs> water uh when i'm on vacation so yeah i'll i'll I, this has clearly worked for me because um aside from it wakes you up like nothing can right and mm -hmm. it just jolts you and and you're i don't know it just works for me I, plus again i don't even know the science behind this i i see everybody doing it now it's it's everywhere but it's it works for me but maybe maybe you have uh you know you've talked about you talk eloquently about these stressors and what are the benefits and what are others uh 
hermetic stressors that we can we can uh, add to our gym, yeah. uh, you know routine. Yeah, no, this is something that I've sort of gotten on to over the last few years. Um, and, you know, you know, fasting is a stressor, right? Working out is a stressor. So I think you don't want to overdo any of those. You don't want to overdo fasting. Um, you don't want to, obviously, you, don't, you can overdo working out and, and overstress the system. And these other hormetic stressors like cold therapy, like you mentioned with showering and, and, and you know, hot therapy, maybe with infrared saunas, um, those are... <clears throat> can be beneficial hormetic stressors. And these are just like, like, you know, these, you want to be intermittent bursts, right? This is not something you want to do for a long period of time, but there's, they can enhance a lot of different things. I mean, first of all, it can help reduce inflammation. If you talk about like a cold therapy and even warm, reduce inflammation, maybe even help even produce new mitochondria, repel, repair cell damage, um, so it's this sort of building up this stress resiliency in your body. And, and then it just sort of activates like a, a variety of like cell mechanisms that, you know, for example, like cold theory that I love is, um, you know, nor, norepinephrine is, you know, like that adrenaline that like you're, like you're saying that, that sort of, um, that rush that you get, uh, you don't, you don't need to drink coffee. If you, if you start doing some cold plunging or cold <laughs> showers, I always tell people, also, too, um, I find that it's a mood enhancer as well. I don't know about you. I do cold plunging. I, I bought a cold plunger about, that's probably been like six, maybe four to six months ago. So I, I go in there almost every day. And, uh, you know, I, it's almost like a form of meditation because, you know, you, when you're putting yourself under this, under stress, under getting into 45 degree wet uh, water, you have to be able to breathe and calm the body. Um, and it's just like this moment where you just, you know, you get in there and there's nothing else and, uh, and you just got to focus on your breath. So, um, yeah, there's so many great, you know, cell responses that come from, uh, putting yourself under these hormetic stressors. Matt, when, when did you, when did you start, uh, digging in deeper? You said uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I've been, I, you know, the more I've, well, you've been in podcasting for, what do you have 60 episodes, yeah, yeah, give or yeah. take, I think I saw. So I'm like maybe double as you, which I'm pretty new to the game as well with podcasting. But I think the more and more people I talk to, you know, you get into this and uh, I just started realizing that I wanted to, you know, do these other, you know, uncomfortable things. Right. Because that's how you get resilient and strong. If you're always comfortable, then, you know, um, I actually, this quote from Tim Ferriss, I always love, he says, the more in the more voluntary suffering you build into your life, the less involuntary suf suffering will affect man, your I life. I love that. I love hearing that, man. That's yeah, a good that's one. A good um, one. Matt, what, yeah. what, what are the other things that you have in your routine? Like you, you said, you have intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. you have uh, other stress really cold shower, cold plunges. What are the other things mm -hmm. that helps you day to day? Uh, to be able to have a clear mind, obviously, that's what we want, right? A sustainable lifestyle. What what else right. do you have in your routine that, you know, that helps you day to day? Yeah, I love talking about routines. I just think it's so important. And I think that everyone can have a routine because, you know, as long as you just dedicate a little bit of time, it doesn't have to be an hour. Uh, I'm fortunate. I sort of, you know, I make my own schedule, which is really nice. Um, so I definitely put in a night routine and a morning routine. My morning routine 
is first thing is I have a journal I write in. Um, so I write some gratitude and some affirmations in the journal. Then I usually read a little bit. Um, and then from that, um, I take my dogs for a walk. <laughs> so I go outside. I recommend anyone, even if you don't have dogs, get up and go for a walk. I mean, I'm in Chicago. What are you, are yeah, you in Canada? Toronto, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Toronto. Yeah. So you got cold winters. Uh, but you know, if you, as long as you got enough layers, it's all good. And, uh, just go for a walk. And that's so important with your circadian rhythm and getting the body moving. So those are the, those are my main staples. First thing in the morning, I, I like to learn new things. I'm learning how to play guitar. So I might take like 10 minutes, 15 minutes and play a little bit of guitar in the morning. And then from there, um, from there, I pretty much start my day, you know? Yeah. That's my morning routine. And obviously none of those steps in, uh, required, uh, turning on my phone or looking at my phone. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is what most people do when they get up first thing in the morning. So I definitely try to avoid the phone first thing. And oh, sorry, Brian, there, I want to stop you. Why though? Why no phone? Yeah. Well, because, and I think Brad Kearns talks about this, but a little bit, I remember hearing him talk about this, you know, because once you start, once you grab for the phone, first of all, that's just a huge distraction. But two, you're, you become in, you, you get into this react, reactionary mindset where you're reacting. Oh, what's my email? Uh, who, who messaged me late at night? Or, you know, so it just takes you out of you, you time for yourself. I think that's something that has gotten, gotten lost these days is, you know, especially if people have kids and they, obviously with work. And now you add the phone in there. It, it's just it, it, instead of focusing on yourself first thing and making sure that you get off to a right start, like mm. just grabbing your phone, you're almost in this reactionary um, mm. mindset and you want to avoid that. Okay. Getting into your yeah. evening routine now. Okay. Evening routine. Evening routine. Um, well, that's a good one. I, uh, I do do some mm. sauna from time to time. I think sauna has been great. Um, even just with helping with sleep. Um, so sometimes infrared sauna, the plunging, I know I didn't mention plunging yet, but the plunging I sometimes mm -hmm. do in the morning, I sometimes do it towards the evening, um, as well. And so I'll try to do one of those. And then from there, if you don't have either one of those totally get it, you can also do, uh, some showering like you do. Um, but from there, I like to wind down and get away from screens, obviously at least a couple hours, hour or two mm -hmm. before bed. If not, I have, you know, those, the blue, the blue light glasses. Oh, you, glasses. Do, you have that too. What's that for again? That's just to block mm -hmm. the blue light from your, screen. your screens. So like sometimes I do, I might, you know, maybe mm -hmm. send an email or two, but I make sure that I have my glasses mm -hmm. on. Nah. Um, yeah, because, you know, if you're, if you're, if your mind and your body and your eyes see that light, it's thinking that it's like the middle of the day. So it's not going to release melatonin and get you ready for, for bed. So, yeah. um, you want to make sure you have, you know, you, you yeah. your environment is dark, you yeah. know, small um, things like that. I think helps with, with sleep too. And I recently just started like have, you know, getting away from, from my screens and, and just, uh, I recently added, you know, breathing exercise from Wim Hof and it really worked for me. Uh, and, uh, I yeah. really recommend, um, everything that you said here, uh, to everybody, because, you know, it's important to have your own routine 
in in the morning at night because sometimes you don't want to be aimlessly swiping and scrolling and and you know those yeah. things really are a distraction and you know it, it could really uh you know set you off for you know other things that you don't want to be doing but you know having a, a first of all just um be take taking control of your day taking control of your your life right if you control your day control your mm-hmm. life control today control right now is really important and, and having that control having a routine is 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 part of all of that and and man i, I love that uh, routine that you have going and um <laughs> uh, anything else that you want to add um brian oh um well as far as routine no i mean I, like i said you know try to eliminate blue light and then um i like Mm -hmm. to read before bed and then also too a little bit of meditation Mm -hmm. um from time to time uh even if it's just like 10 minutes before bed it's sort of like sort of signals the body that you know what what was done in the day is in the past there's nothing you can change and you're just going to focus on the present and and it sort of sets you gets you into a good mindset for bed so i like if you're if you're not big into meditation even if you, even five ten minutes before bed is a good and place everybody to start. who has uh um is somebody in this in this in this world have some type of routine uh going right and if, if you're a highly productive person good or bad <laughs> <laughs> some some of it can be bad, but yes, hopefully oh, yeah. it's a good routine. Okay, th- thank you for clearing that up. Um, <laughs> um, Brian, <laughs> I want to ask, um, you, do you still do one-on-one coaching? You still, you do? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, th- yeah, thank you. I do. It's something actually um, I've been focusing a little bit more on. Um, and I created what's called like my fat mm-hmm. burner blueprint program. And so that's one-on-one and that's six months. Um, and, you know, I just you know, guide people through a lot of the things that we've talked about today. Okay. Gu- guide me through my first week. Let's say, for example, <laughs> what, what, oh, first of all, what are the common, uh, common theme that you've seen people have mm-hmm. or um, reasons why they would come to you for, you know, help? Yeah, the, the main the main recurring theme, and we talked a little bit about today, is being being held accountable and 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 becoming consistent. Um, I mean, that is really a, a missing piece for a lot of people, and a lot of these people like are forty plus year year old. And so we, I do take them through a process. You know, you know, I can just give you that real quick mm-hmm. if you want yeah. me to just yeah. tell you that. But it's a it's, it's like a six step process. Um, it only takes an hour to explain. <laughs> <that>. um, Briefly, <laughs> uh, I briefly here we go. So first we create clarity. So we want to just get really honed in on, you know, where you're at right now, you know, where we've got to set a baseline. So full baseline assessment. Once we have that, we take them into, and we find out what are those low hanging fruits? Like I call it my small changes, big results, master plan. Like what are these small little low hanging fruits that we can do right off the bat to make the biggest impact on your health? So that's, the first thing we look at, and it, usually it's one to three habits that will make those biggest impact on the individual's health. Um, once we start getting some wins, it's all about getting small wins. Then we look into um, upgrading whatever activity they're doing and maybe really focus if, you know, focus on muscle building. Um, we know that's so key for longevity. And as you get older, it's even more important just to avoid like mm-hmm. sarcopenia and things like that, uh, muscle loss. So activity upgrade is step three. Then we talk, then we get into sleep. 
Some people have their, you know, are really great around sleep. A lot of people really aren't <laughs> and they don't have maybe like a simple manageable routine that they can do. So we really focus on that, which is, we talked a little bit about already that today, another one, <clears throat> which we've talked about stress. We, 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 we talked about good stresses, uh, hormetic stresses, but you know, if you have chronic stress, that's not good. So we really want to wrap our arms around, you know, down-regulating the system and making sure that we decrease increase stress and focus on connecting that individual to the present moment, which is not always easy to do with all these distractions, like we talked about. Uh, and then last step is nutrition and meal timing. Now, <clears throat> that's a lot of what we talked about as well today, you know, with uh, making sure that perhaps they're eating the right foods, and then also focusing on, you know, getting them to become metabolically flexible, which I'm, I mean, if it's just a word that gets thrown a lot of, around, but, you know, getting to that fat burning mode and, you know, trying to create sustained energy and clarity for the day. So yes, those are the six steps of the fat burner. Man, <laughs> this has been a blast. Um, BrianGreen.com. If you want to check it out, guys, um, Facebook, BGRYN, IG, BGRYN. Yeah. Can you? B, yeah, B, yeah, BD, BD, oh, BD Grin. <laughs> A BD grin is the handle. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's we'll link website, it. We'll link so everything to... down below if you guys want to check it out. Um, <laughs> talk a little bit about the 21 day challenge that you have right now. Oh, yeah. So right now, a 21 day fasting challenge.com. It's just going to pretty much take you through like you're doing the journal. You'll get daily emails, um, just reminders and tips and cues and things to help you get into fasting. I actually have a new challenge that's going to replace that. It's not out yet. I'll definitely send that out when it's coming out. But yeah, right now, 21dayfastingchallenge.com for anyone that just wants sort of a low level way of getting into fasting and help ease them. Brian Grin, everybody, guys, thank you so much. This has been a blast, man. Yeah, but this was fun. Thank you so much for having <laughs> awesome, me. On. Bro. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes. Take advantage, guys, of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you. And stay tuned for more captivating episodes. And until next time, guys, keep embracing the power of ketones.